already know what it is. New export controls, new China Talk emergency podcast. We got the transistor radio team here, John from Azonometry, Dylan from Semi-Analysis, and Doug from Fabricated Knowledge. Because we have no lives, over the past 24 hours, we've been working our way close to, oh my God, 500 pages of regulations, which are updating the October 7th, uh, 2022 regs. Um, a preface to this conversation, recording this episode this soon is irresponsible. Our takes are very much half-baked and subject to change, and this is not investment advice. Don't sue us. I'm sure we're going to get things wrong. Dylan, John, Doug, welcome to China Talk. I think speak for yourself. I've I've read all 500 pages, you know, 10 times. I know exactly what's happening. Plus, I'm a lawyer. Obviously joking. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. I was going to say, that's not a good way to, to say, this is actually uh, legal. Just so you know, Dylan's entire take is legal advice. Yeah, I was, I was, I was wrong. I was lying. Oh, uh, yeah. Everything <laughs> Dylan says is legal advice. You should definitely listen to that. Yeah, I read a lot of both of them. I still don't really understand what the hell is going on. I've talked to quite a few people. I have some takes, some questions. Um, and then also we have some, com some of the companies already sp reporting, kind of talking about the impact. So we have some idea what's going on, but I don't know. There's a lot of moving parts. All right. So let's sort of walk through in sequence, I guess. Let's start with the thing which is probably the most transparent that we may have the highest degree of confidence of what the, implica of what the implications are, which is on the AI chip restriction side. So to recap, um, the sort of October 7th edifice had two parts to it. One was restrictions on exports of finished, um, you know, high performance uh, chips, which can be used to train uh, things like frontier uh, AI models, um, as well as these restrictions around uh, semiconductor exp um, manufacturing equipment, which you need to make um, fancy chips. So the AI chip restrictions, um, you know, what were they, what were the, you know, flaws perhaps, and how have they changed with the, with these new regulations? Sure. So the, the prior regulation, um, it, it, it accounted for performance of the chip, and then it accounted for chip-to-chip -chip interconnects. Um, you know, to the most important metrics in, in, uh, in AI chips, uh, although, you know, the way they designed them made it so that you could just turn down one lever of a chip and still have it be amazing at everything else. And the chip can still be shipped to China. And so, so NVIDIA did just that, right? They released the A800 and H800. And, you know, AMD did the same thing with the MI250. They made a version, I believe, if I recall correctly, and, um, you know, or no, no, sorry, Intel made a version of their Gaudi chip that, that passed regulations and, and, and then other folks did that too, right? So, so chips that could uh, make it to China with just a simple derating of, of one aspect that wasn't terribly, uh, wasn't the only important factor. Um, and so, you know, that was, that was a pretty big flaw, right? You could just ship chips to China. Um, you know, there was like a quarter where NVIDIA stopped shipping chips to China, but then immediately after it was like, oh yeah, we're back to normal. Um, and, 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 and so the, the new regulation really, really rectifies this. Um, you know, I think the new regulation is like near perfect, uh, in terms of, you know, being able to close every gap in, in, in this tech, in this, in this way. Um, so that, that, that's, yeah. And, and, and it basically only accounts for performance, but it also does some things around the density of a chip, right? So, so if you're if you're making chiplets right and then you're just shipping the chiplets to china and assembling the final chip in china you're also protecting against that um which is very important to note uh yeah pretty much the density performance essentially even 
kind of gets around some of the fan out stuff. Uh, let's say having like a, a lower chip with higher interconnect. Um, overall, pretty smart move. Uh, also pretty draconian. Pretty much the entire line of NVIDIA's chips are now completely banned in China with the exception of maybe the 3080 series. Uh, like, right? Like, I, get, I think some of the old, like, previous generation of gaming cards is good. Like, A100, obviously not. But, you know, for the most part, they've been, you know, that's pretty draconian. There's no way they can get meaningfully around the restrictions. Uh, I think another one of the loopholes that most people were talking about is that the um, the loophole around uh, shipping to a foreign country and then essentially uh, passing that through after, like, you know, and my understanding is the Middle East was the big one, right? Let's let's yeah let's stay on let's stay on the uh, let's stay on this sort of restrictions okay. for a second, and then we'll get okay, to, okay. to other countries. So um, we have we have a few sort of uh, other interesting wrinkles. We have this like gray zone where um, you know with, with the H eight hundred basically Nvidia tiptoed right up to the line of what um, you know of where BIS set, and now you have this new. Um, uh, uh, regulation where if you're going to export chips that are kind of just under, um, you have to notify um, uh, BIS and they have 25 days whether to give you the thumbs up or thumbs down. So the kind of like tippy toeing is gonna is gonna have to go through at least one one other um, loop. Um, the it, it was sort of trying to get uh, trying to allow. Um, you know, the, the NVIDIA chips and AMD chips that you use to put in a, um, uh, you know, a PC, com, uh, you know, a, a PC to run um, Assassin's Creed or whatever, uh, to have that not be applied to this. Uh, I'm curious, uh, Dylan and Doug, to what extent do you think someone can or will try to run a truck through, um, through that uh, carve out? Um, you know, I think, I think, that this one is very hard to run a truck up to, right? They've they've set the bar uh, pretty impressively, and so I think I think it'll be very difficult for anyone to be able to, um, you know, but per se, like just like make a China version, right, and and ship it there, right? Uh, that that's going to be significantly significantly harder to do. Uh, what won't be hard to do, uh, you know, probably will be just like buying chips from somewhere else somehow, right? Like I mean, you know contraband or something uh i i, I don't know that, that seems like you know chips are pretty small you know maybe but then they wouldn't be able, be able to buy tons and tons of them right you know billions of dollars of worth every quarter um but i'm sure they'll be able to get some into china uh you know by running a truck in right as you mentioned uh but 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 the whole uh being able to make a version for china i don't think that's going to be really possible or or frankly like anywhere close to the same performance as the chip that we have, you know, everywhere else. Um, and so there's, there's kind of like no technological pathway you guys see that, uh, Intel, AMD and, and NVIDIA could try to go down. Um, I'm that would sure they'll be useful I'm in sure a data. They'll try to figure out something really clever, but the networking aspect is really like the, the memory bandwidth, uh, restrictions is really the killer, if it makes sense. Um, it just that one just seems like there's no real way to get around in any kind of satisfying manner. Uh, yeah, maybe you could get around it, but like, at what like what chip you would get essentially would be very mediocre. Um, they've done a really good job of kind of closing the loophole because the previous loophole essentially was move it all the way down to the to 
the lowest uh, the lowest level, and then China's plan was we're just going to fan out, right? We'll just use the networking. Yes, it'll be slower, but we'll just buy as many as we can. That one, the fan out of the networking side is just is going to be a lot harder now. So um, I, I'm I mean honestly, the the solution is China domestic chips. Like that's really where that's the only solution that they have that's viable. And given what they've done with the with the Kirin nine thousand uh, S, I think that. We will be seeing some kind of Chinese accelerator that is not as hor- that's truly not a bad chip in a few days or not in a few days in a few months we'll say six months. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll have right. something uh, along those lines. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to we'll get to sort of the manufacturing side soon. So last piece on the sort of uh, on the um, on the AI chip export things. Dylan sort of already mentioned this idea that you can just you know buy them and sell them somewhere else. We've seen. Uh, Russia be very successful at figuring out how to do just that when it comes to sort of manufacturing, uh, you know, uh, tooling equipment that is now being used to make tanks and artillery weapons or or whatnot. And the 40 countries, um, uh, we have some debate over the past uh, few hours just on the group chat as to which ones they apply to. But like, there's a whole lot more than 40 countries in on the planet. And, um, you know, I wouldn't even trust uh, those 40 countries to be like really great when it comes to, um, uh, you know, overseeing all this stuff. So, you know, there's there are going to be games that are that um, surely will be played when it comes to um, uh, what's going to happen with the re-export. But, yeah, like uh, above board sales in the high hundreds of millions, billions of uh, data center chips into China that are going to be relevant if you're trying to build out, um, you know, train GPT-6. Or, or deploy GPT-6 for that matter, seem to not necessarily be um, be in the cards. Or, or maybe one question on that. the um, When it comes to training versus inference, like the chips that are going to be necessary for those, to what extent are they different? And how do these, um, uh, how do these restrictions impact one, um, one versus the other side of that equation? Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're going through the model, right? When you're when you're pushing inference, when you're training it, you're going to also do the backwards pass, right? So forwards pass and backwards pass. But uh, either way, uh, you know, there's this like misnomer that you can just use way worse chips for inference, and that's not really the case. Uh, you know, for example, GPT-4 inference is done on H100s, right? Um, the most advanced chip in the world. It's not just done on one; it's done on like 96 at a time. Um, you know, that, that's what it's requires to even run the model. Uh, of course, to train it required tens of thousands of chips. Um, and, you know, we're going to get two models that are 100,000 plus chips very soon, you know, probably next year, models that large. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the leading edge chips are also what's required for inference. Um, so, so to deploy these models is, is just as difficult as, as training them. And in fact, it requires more GPUs to, to deploy the model because of how many people are going to use it, right? Um, whereas to train the model, you can sort of, uh, bulldoze your way through. It's kind of impossible to deploy a model at scale, you know, kind of like Microsoft's copilot, right. You know, it's going to be hundreds of thousands of GPUs, um, and hopefully it boosts, you know, productivity in some way. Uh, otherwise Microsoft's will have made a really big bet that didn't work out, but, you know, um, I expect that people will love copilot, um, from what I've seen of it. Um, and, and so like, you know, it's the same chip. It's the most leading edge chip, and it's it's it requires a ton of them, right? Whereas GPT four was only trained on twenty thousand GPUs, right? So there's a there's a like a big big stark contrast between the model training and the model what it takes to actually deploy it to people. It was, it's a ten x difference, maybe even, right? Uh, you know, once Copilot is fully rolled out to every every you know enterprise and such. 
um, kind of frustration I have with this is like, great, the rule is tough. We saw a problem and we addressed it. But this is this seems like something they should have realized like ten months ago. Um, uh, and it 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 the, the sort of authorities for sending a letter to Nvidia saying, hey, look, we're gonna do something about this. Like you guys should not, um, you know spend all this uh, engineering time and, uh, you know, invest in the, uh, you know, and, and sell all these chips, which are now banned into China um, over the past year, seems to be like a bit of a weird move by BIS to not have, um, uh, even if, you know, they want to, you want to have like a big, a big package, like wrapped up in a bow um, to, to not have kind of peeled off parts of this, which are more um, straightforward earlier in the, in the year is just kind of strikes me as kind of as a little, curious and um you know maybe the backstory will come out one day but um kind of bummed out kind of kind of bummed out about that because i think you know it was like within two weeks of october 7th uh jensen was saying look we're gonna be fine like we have this solution like this other chip is gonna is gonna basically just cannibalize all the sales that we lost from um uh, um from the highest end stuff on to the real beast of uh the additions equipment restrictions so we have a lot of new things that weren't controlled and are now controlled as well as tweaks to the things that were previously controlled um it's off with what um uh, what struck out most to you um just starting with the um with the specific equipment restrictions um i mean the most interesting thing to me was that or, or you know odd thing to me was that they removed a lot of stuff um and stuff that is used for the leading edge right like like for example uh they had all this stuff about cobalt uh which is pretty much only used on you know the most leading edge nodes right intel's 10 nanometer tsmc 7 and 5 uh you know intel's 10 nanometer is a 7 nanometer node right intel 7 um you know these nodes all used uh cobalt for certain aspects of the chip and you know one of the interesting things was like huh they must have really talked to somebody who knew exactly Intel's manufacturing process because, you know, for the original restrictions, because they did really they did a really good job in making sure that that could never be replicated in China um, with the tools that were allowed to be shipped there. Right. Um, and then and then, you know, lo and behold, you turn around and you're like, oh, wait, you know, this is this is uh, this is all removed now. And it's like, what, why, why did you remove all this? Um there's, there's really, you know, who, who explained to you to remove these things but on the same t- side, right? Like they did, they did add a bunch of things as well. So it's, you know, it's, but it's really dense. So that's the part that's really hard to go through. Yeah, I, I actually was going to add, cause it's like on the exact same on, um, on the exact same kind of like trajectory of like what we're talking about. They added a ton of stuff around metal deposition as well. That looks like it's mostly fa- targeted at. Uh, get all around. I think they even added uh, um, wording around like isotropic etch, which is another get all around important step. So they really focused, I think the the shift has been kind of to pull off some of the the seven nanometer stuff and to really pile on to the um, onto the uh, three or or we'll just say three nanometer for get all around. So I also thought it was really interesting. They just completely removed everything to do with the back end. That was probably the most disappointing part to me. Um, they said, "Hey, by the way, all of these things, as it's re- as it's like, if it's required in the back end, yeah, all good." And I think that that's going to be a probably a loophole if it makes sense. I don't know if they're able to 
you know, obviously, if it's a metal deposition stack that is extremely critical, I don't think for a front end tool, whatever. But if it's if it's like some kind of metal deposition for a back end, it's like what back end are we talking about? Are we talking about like true OSAT? Are we talking about back end line? Like I, it I don't know. I I thought that was really um, I don't even know. That was really lame. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems yeah, it seems like the AI chip restrictions and the equipment restrictions are like it's like two hands that never even saw each other right like no one no they didn't it seems like they didn't talk to each other because like the chip restrictions make sure that you can't do like chiplets and import them in and and make high performance chips uh you know after you've imported chiplets and all these sort of things right and then you turn around and you say hey um you know all this whole chiplet thing yeah you can just have all the equipment though um you know by removing all this back end of line stuff um you know hey hybrid bonding no problem right hey tcb no problem um hey all these like various films and such right like no problem oh hey you know if if samsung wants to make hbm in china no problem right uh so you kind of quickly get to a point where it's like well like you limited all these things on the chip side right hbm memory and and back end and but then you turn around and say yeah you can people can do that right and 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 uh you know cxmt uh china's dram uh manufacturer is is able to import all the tool they want, tools they want. Um, they they they've stated before they're going for uh, sub sub eighteen uh, micron uh, DRAM pitch, but uh, at the same time, for some reason, uh, the the they're allowed to import all the tools they want. Um, they're they're increasing the their their purchases of equipment to you know not just you know a few billion dollars, but you know many 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 of the China analysts are saying they're going to buy like six seven billion dollars worth of equipment, which would be you know. 10% almost of the world's equipment uh, just from one company in China uh, making memory. And if you're saying just the memory market, that that might be as high as one third of the memory market uh, for 2024. Depends on the memory rebound, right? I mean, some, peop- some people like Micron say there's not going to be much spending. Some people say maybe there will be a lot more spending. But uh, the, the, the amount that, that uh, CXMT in China's spending is, is, is absurd. And, and there's like literally nothing to mention about them, right? It's like, yeah, no, they're good. Um, um right. so let's it, let's, it's, let's it's, go through it's, these and they'll be able to make the memory for ai chips is, is the point let's go a little slower through this like um this the sort of stated justification within the regulations for taking stuff off was basically like they can get it in other places so there's no point um right yeah you can get things in other places but you can't do it without using EDA software from American companies, which is not restricted at all, right? Like, how are you going to use it without that software? Um, and those tools do contain American chips, right? There's there's Texas Instrument chips in those things, and there's there's ADI chips in those things. It's like, okay, well, oh yeah, you know, like, what are you talking about, right? I also thought the interesting part was the EDA. Um, all language they struck out like all software essentially. They talked about PDK, cool. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they said EDA uh, is all good in the hood, but it does seem like they walked back some of the software side of things, which seems like EDA is all good in the hood, which is like insane to me. That one doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so I, I, I don't know. It's um, let's say they, they talked about this being a harmonization of Japan and, and, and the Netherlands. Realistically, this is kind of a slight backward step, in my opinion, on the semiconduct uh, on the semi equipment side but on the ai side harsher so that's that's kind of my high level take 
you kind of do you wonder if like the reason they rolled back the EDA stuff is because Chinese companies won't use the EDA, American EDA tools at all? They use them heavily. It's just there's a significant problem of of piracy there, but they use them heavily, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why is because pirating the software is not terribly difficult. Um, and chi- a lot of Chinese companies do it anyways, right? Like you can you can you can you can uh, you can download a lot of synopsises and cadences software right off of Taobao um, and just buy it for like a handful of bucks. You can buy ARM cores, right? Uh, so IP uh, on Taobao, not through ARM very easily. Um, so you know that's maybe that's that's why they 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 didn't touch that. Kind of makes sense because they're like it would it would be. They maybe synopsis would see that as kind of like a impediment to their own competitiveness if um, if a, their stuff is being pirated anyway. But like, doesn't the same apply to Nvidia, right? It's like, hey, like we're gonna let you import tools to make chips that are just as good as the ones that just got banned, right? Um, that 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 sort of seems like the the misnomer here. Oh no! It does feel like these are concessions to make to the American side of the the semiconductor manufacturing industry to allow them to compete more heavily in China, as a way to suppress Chinese uh, domestic buildup of those capacities in those areas. I think maybe what they're worried is that China, uh, Chinese EDA maker will arise in China because of these restrictions. But that's just a thought. Could be. Could be. Um, but they're not worried at all about uh, you know Chinese memory companies rising or or Chinese companies that that gonna you know make Texas Instruments lose a bunch of money or or many companies right why 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 is why is Synopsys and 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 you know why why does Nvidia not get this special treatment but but Synopsys does or for example yeah. um, a lot of the tools get copied too like if you send an Applied Materials or a LAM research tool into China. I promise you, some of them will go into a lab that is completely focused on how to uh, back, you know, break it all into the, th- you know, the thousands of subcomponents and mimic the the performance. So there's like, who who was it that we saw at Semicon? Like literally, just had it applied materials in Dura. Like it looked exactly the same. Uh, um, it wasn't the same tool. It was. I think it's Amec wasn't there, so I think it had to be Nara. And like, yeah, yeah. Applied Materials in Dura is like literally Applied Materials' most highest selling tool. Um, yeah. It's specific de- for you know various kinds of deposition, and and it's used on the leading edge, but it's also used on the trailing edge, right? The uh, company so old, got founded. You know, the, the most on, advanced semiconductors are also older. That is like that is like their tool. That's like literally the first tool that ever got made, or among the first tools that ever got made by Applied Materials. Yeah, I think that that's. Um, and then, for example, Nara, uh, Nara, and Lam Research have a giant spat, I believe. Uh, Amec and uh, Stolvico's tool. So um, they definitely have, they've stolen as many tools as they can. And like the, the problem is you, you can like buy a tool and you can maybe figure out how, it, how it's built. But be able to figure out how it's performed, you should take some kind of company data that, uh, and that's where the cybersecurity aspect of this comes into because it seems like Vico, that's how, how Vico lost uh, the epitaxial uh, growth business because. If you look, Vico used to be one of the largest epi uh, epi companies in the world, and uh, then lo and behold, like I think it was like 2018, they get their tool, their tool stolen, and boom! Fast forward, they've lost like 20 15 uh, percent share to um, AMAC. And what's really interesting is like you know in international courts, Vico will say, "Hey, 
um, they stole the hell out of our technology. But in Shanghai, they're like, no, actually, Vico stole Amex tool. So there's there's like this like no I'm being serious it, it's it's on the it's on their website there's a press release saying like actually um you know they have to shed these documents because actually Vico stole Amex tool and I was like what the hell so the I you know all this is happening we're talking about like oh well it's to to decrease the you know Americans competitiveness into it I don't know that still feels like a short term profit thing where it's like hey we get to sell a lot of tools in the near term but. If you, the more you ship in eventually, especially super leading edge stuff, they they are actively working on on figuring out how to how to reverse engineering your uh, engineer it right. Like the SME tool, I promise you, that's because they got to buy several hundred lithography tools in this last year. So um, the more tools you sell into them, yeah, is it's not like you know there's probably as much um as much manpower and human resources and financial capital uh put behind it to to like undo the tool as possible but like you sell them these things they're gonna figure it out like yo the subsystem makers are in malaysia for example like it really it's a really complicated puzzle to put together but you can go and talk to each of the subsystem makers and do it yourself like there's no there's no restriction um this is how china has done a lot of like going up the curb historically is they take you know they they copy an, uh, a good product they make it cheaper and then they try to improve it themselves so i i just think that that preferentially doing that to semicap and not to uh eda doesn't make any sense to me at all because if you like in the long term it, it's going to end up as the same outcome and also like you could argue the u.s competitiveness is going to be much better with software than it is with with physical manufacturing of things, just because what people study, what people research, uh, what people are pushed into the culture of society, right? Like, you know, you know, obviously America has, has the leading market share in deposition, etch, metrology inspection. Um, but you know, all these things, those tools, maybe, you know, we're, we wouldn't be as long-term competitive, whereas, uh, you know, EDA, you know, you could argue we would be more competitive with, you know, chi- even though China makes a domestic company. And, oh, by the way, they have four domestic companies in EDA, um, as well as Huawei doing a ton of EDA software themselves, um, you know, trying to. You know, it's not like they're not trying anyway. So, you know, what, and they're already pirating this software anyway. So what's the, what, what's the whole, like, idea of, like, you know, let's, let's, let's try and prevent this, right? Um, when, when in reality, all you're doing is you're helping give a crutch while they get their domestic industry, uh, working, uh, in the AI chip space, right? Like, it's like, well, yeah, we've, we're stopping them from also buying from TSMCs, right? So it's like, okay, yeah, you're, 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 you're realistically delaying it longer, but if you're not stopping SMIC from importing tools into, uh, you know, their SN fabs, uh, in Shanghai, which, which the U S government still has not stopped, um, then, you know, they're going to continue to expand their seven nanometer production, right? China analysts, uh, that I've spoken to think that the fab was at 20,000 wafers a month capacity, right? Um, you know, and if you use any of the yield estimates that, that the U S government believes in the shipment numbers that, that, that are, that are pretty much true, uh, you can get to that number very easily as well. Um, actually you get to higher that higher than that number of, of wafer output. Um, so, so, you know, you're, you're restricting, you know, very tightly on some places, but you're saying now go, now go build this, this, right? Like you're, you're very much allowed to. So it just seems like a very a flawed way of thinking. Um, but at the same time, there are like, you know, step up, step ups in restriction, right? It's not just all like paring and back the onion. There are significant, uh, you know, 
I guess harmonizations, right? To to what Japan has done on on especially on the jet position and edge side, right? There's there is some more um, restriction there. I would actually argue EDA is an easier uh, market to enter into than to than a semi cap tool by a meaningful amount. Um, but the problem with EDA tools is that hey, uh, you make an EDA tool set that is just for a sp- specific use case of designing your one FPGA gate. It doesn't really integrate into the entire ecosystem. One of the benefits and, and true like competitive advantages of EDA tools is realistically they're cobbled together of thousand different thousands of different like EDA libraries that have come into this conglomerated whole that is very hard to replicate. Um, a design team with a lot of effort could probably replicate one, two, three, four, five of these things. Um, but it's very hard to replicate a thousand all at once. So I do think that the EDA tool, like, it's just one of these things where I don't think capitalism can do it. If it makes sense, you give you give a startup two hundred fifty million dollars and say, hey, recreate the EDA tools, never. But if you give if you give a nation state, like, realistically, the thing that that they need to have is massive financing, tons of time, and they can crack each individual EDA module over time, and especially if it's pirated. So I think that that's. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's not as quite. I, I don't. I, it, the EDA tool restrictions have never made any sense to me. Is what I'm trying to say. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Um, you know, we're going to skip the like tweaking of U.S. persons because it seems very legal and is... Um, confusing um there are still some other bits that i think we can say moderately intelligent things on um so um so we're actually coming back to the advanced computing chips world rule where they had this circumvention protection i i really did like the um licensing requirement for any company that's head that's like parents parents parent ends up being headquartered in beijing because you had this very obvious loophole where Alibaba, as long as it was like the Singapore subsidiary or the American subsidiary for that matter, could just buy chips. Um, and now that that isn't a thing, they'll have to wait for, um, uh, you know, SMIC to uh, to come out with their um, AI accelerator. The um, things that we've talked about in previous editions of this roundtable, um, which we think are moderately impactful, which have not been addressed in uh this round of the rule. So that's servicing of foreign tools that are currently um, in China, which may be uh, being like repurposed for manufacturing of chips, which ostensibly the America, the US government does not want to be manufactured in China, as well as Chinese firms access to um, cloud compute coming out of, you know, AWS and Google Cloud and, and, and what have you. There's still um, you know, if you want to train and deploy, if you're, you know, Tencent and you want to train and deploy a model using um, AWS, like there's nothing stopping you from doing that in these um, new restrictions. You just can't buy and 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 run the chips themselves. So we will be um, uh, uh, eagerly uh, anticipating any sort of changes all, along um, uh, those two lines. Um, final comments uh i feel like we'll probably i want to talk about one of the asml um wordings because it's really interesting um 
brought to my attention, at least that yesterday, it looks like there might be a, either a typo or DV tools are, uh, are banned. So um, it's kind of a big deal, as you know. And uh, the, the, the conversation specifically is about Chuck overlay. So uh, the 1980i tools has like a 2.4 Chuck overlay uh, for single. Uh, oh, no, 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 for matched. And then for single, it's under 1.5. And then in the regulations, it says 2.5, but for single, which implies that the DUV tools of the 19, 1980i series is banned. Um, that would be a big departure from what was previously done. So I think that that's really interesting and weird to me because if this was supposed to be a harmonization of the Netherlands thing, it's either a typo or ASML has some real problems. Um, I think that that's really, uh, that in my opinion is the single biggest open item. Uh, ASML is talking about their earnings right now and I'm gonna probably read their their conference call after this. Uh, but but the thing that to me is one of the things that like, and this that's just like one example that I managed to find but there is going to be things like that in the coming weeks that creates uncertainty. And so I think that that one is the one that I'm most interested in in terms of graph. There's a, so they would put a typo in this particular part, that very highly scrutinized regulation. I, I, I don't think it's a typo. I think, I think that they don't want any U.S. content um, for, you know, equipment that reaches certain levels. Um, the question is like, you know how how far can they uh, can ASML try and argue that this isn't U.S. content because they've bought many American companies over the years and uh, a lot of the engineering happens for for specific products right happens right the reticle in in Boston and and the source in San Diego and all of the OPC software that you know a tool could not run without uh, in 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 uh, you know, the Bay Area, right? Like all these sorts of things, um, you know, do you have U.S. content? So it'd be interesting to see how how ASML tries to navigate this uh, because they've, they've just flat out said, yeah, no, the 1980i is not not restricted, right? Um, yeah. But, you know, as you mentioned, Doug, I think I think it could be, right? Yeah. Like, the you know, I, 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 we, we just have to read it more. But like, I, you know, I think, I think there is nineteen. Just to be clear, the nineteen eighty i is is the tool that I've been ragging on, and, and and Doug's been ragging on about that basically being the tool that TSMC used for seven nanometer, uh, and SMIC is freely allowed to import it, right? And that's been the case for the last year, and and it didn't seem like they were that you know. You know, you know, I wrote I wrote a piece in January of this this year saying that they were going to hit seven nanometer because they could hit they could import this tool and and then of course they did uh, import uh, enough and were able to hit seven nanometer and and ship the Huawei chip and and they can get to very high production volumes and yields because that is exactly what the commercial industry used. Um, in fact, they have an upgraded version of that tool, whereas uh, TSMC had to do it with the base version um, and, and Intel too, right? Um, so, so you know, they're, the 1980i being banned would be a very, you know, big step uh, towards closing the gap on, you know, preventing 7 nanometer. Um, and, and, and to remind you, right, like the, the, the restrictions say 14 nanometers the line. Right. So so the fact that they could get all the way to seven is, is, is very, very that's like an entire uh, one to two technologies ahead of 14 nanometers. So so that's a humongous loophole. Right. Like maybe a loophole is let you get 14 nanometer. OK, but to get to seven is like absurd. Yeah. So the, the language is between single and mass or whatever. And it's just like if you read the regulation as it currently is, um, 
1980i is is should should be on the export list. So that's something I'm most interested in uh, because that would be a big sea change from what's been currently going on. And frankly, uh, something that should happen if you just like the results that just came out today. Um, 50% of ASML's revenue for orders in the quarter is China. Or I think that's Which is wild. Shipments. Shipments. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that's 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 too much. That's that is explicitly they are trying their absolute hardest to get around what what we're trying to do. And 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 for whatever reason, ASML has been this like giant loophole that they've been able to drive DUV, uh DV 1980i uh shipments through. And so it's it just doesn't make any sense to me. So I think I think that okay. I actually, you know, uh, something that we didn't catch because we, you know, this this just happened last night, right? Is uh, is ASML's earnings? Um, they they actually said there's no nineteen. They 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 said this to uh, some people after the fact that there's no nineteen eighty eyes to certain advanced fabs. Um, so so that is that is a you know they they said this so that I guess they've reverted back on what they said the day of the restrictions uh, dropping. Um, you know, so so that's that's a big deal. So then the question uh, Myron, is, Myron. yeah. The, then the question is, you know, how many of these tools are already in China, and you know, are the tools, uh, you know, are the billions of dollars of tools that um those quote unquote you know advanced chat fabs um you know that those you know advanced fabs have already bought um going to be able to be continued to be uh you know serviced by um by ASML because uh you know, the amount of, of CapEx that's been that's been spent on this tool in particular over the past, um, you know, year or so may be enough to, like, run a lot of wafers um, in a sort of, like, globally impactful, uh, impactful way. Question mark. I mean, it's billions, right? It's a lot. It's it's essentially like the, the, the DV shipments this quarter alone is probably like the size of fucking... TS, like multiple TSMC fabs, like the throughput that is implied, we're talking, I don't know, sixty machines or something like that. It's it's a lot of it's a lot, and and also I think it's not a coincidence either that um, there's so much this quarter particularly uh, because I mean they probably have some kind of expectation that this was coming, and so of course they're like, well, why don't we shove as many like like they so ASML has already like since last year had like DUV essentially hockey stick upwards. And most of that is built upon the fact that they're like, well, if you're going to let us do this, we're going to go as hard as we can. And we're going to order as hard as we can, as quick as we can until this is, until you do not let us do this. And this is one of the biggest problems for ASML to stock, mostly because people are like, well, this is probably not sustainable, but um, as long as this continues, they're going to to do that. They're going to do the their absolute best to, to continue to do this. So we're going to see. I think it just doesn't make any sense. I'm particularly frustrated about the DV tool. That's that's one of my biggest frustrations. And I think it's insane to look at Q3 2023 sales and to see the, the regions, 46% is to China. For context, 24% is to, to Taiwan. So they are they are doubling the, uh, the increase in capacity this quarter uh, compared to Taiwan. And that is including, that is including EUV tools. EUV tools uh, obviously can't go in there. So it's like, you know, the majority of those EV tools are probably going to Taiwan, South Korea, USA. So it's like, okay, the majority, like, like you know, 40, 48% of the, this quarter's uh, sales is R, RFI and um, 46% is to China. It's like, 
it's it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's and to be clear, they're not stopping that really. They're only stopping it for like certain advanced fabs. But by the way, they don't consider CXMT an advanced fab, even though they absolutely are. Um, and they don't consider most of Smix fabs advanced, even though you know they they will do what they can to reroute and. Uh, you know, they don't consider uh, many, many, many companies advanced fabs uh, because the definition of advanced, right? So it's like, it's like the same argument, right? Like why, why are, you know, that, that, that sort of John brought up earlier, which is like, why, why are you uh, giving preferential treatment to equipment companies? But, you know, hey, Texas Instruments, yeah, we don't care about them. Do we know how much of that region is to Taiwanese companies with fabs inside China? No. We've never had that kind of breakout. Uh, it's it's this is region shipped to a location. So this is Taiwan. Not even this is just the the things that go into China. The all the all, um. This is also something that I did think was really interesting that I think we should probably talk about is there's a new export uh, restriction based on uh, reselling tools, transferring tools has has some license requirements now as well. But the problem is um, if you sell it to CXMT or SMIC, if you sell it to SMIC Lagging Edge, a DV tool. Can they use it for the leading edge? Probably, right? Like, I, I just don't see where that distinction is super well. Now, now, could you sell it to Tiny Tier 4 Fab in China, a DV tool? And in theory, that that Fab sells their DV tool to SMIC. Under the new export restrictions, I think not. I think that that would have to require a new license in order for it to be transferred. But that's also with a belief that China will uh, adhere to the rule of law in terms of these restrictions, which... Yeah, and, and that yeah, and that BIS can find out, which especially if you're talking about like within company transfers. I mean, good luck, guys. Uh, and this is the, the sort of conversation you guys had about the DUVs tools, and you know, if it is the case that now we're we're finally doing this, like the fact that it was a year long OODA loop, um, and you ended up having quarters of billions of dollars of sales of things that the U.S. government you know, probably could have decided in December of 2022 um, were actually problematic um, that it took another eight months to, you know, write the 400 pages of regulations to make this stuff, um, uh, uh, make this stuff legal, I think is is a little frustrating. But look, you know, this stuff is here now and the proof's really going to be in the pudding if you if you start to see, um, you know, the subsequent quarters of uh, semi-cap uh, exports into China decrease, which I think is uh, ultimately like has to be a part of the sort of, uh, you know, KPIs that the um, uh, the the uh, American export control uh, sort of blob has set for themselves as they're trying to restrict China's ability to um, import and manufacture uh, advanced uh, data center chips. So for context, I think this is important context in this conversation. Uh, last year, when the October restrictions happened, uh, semi-cap tools tanks down a little bit. And then I think people realize there's a lot of loopholes. And then semi-cap tools into China went literally, like it's a hot, like it is It is a straight line up. And we're going to see more results this quarter, how much strength is driven by China. But if ASML is a good ind indication of anything, it's going to be like this quarter has a chance that China is the largest geograph uh, geography where all tools are going in the entire world from Chinese tools to US tools to South Korean tools to European tools. Every like, like we're we're watching a supernova in in, in capital uh, capital formation for the, these fabs in China, and um, yeah, it would be wonderful to see that number go down. But I just have a feeling that given how some of the laxiates happen, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and also for context of the dates of this, uh, 
if my understanding is correct, the the tools uh, get gets applied today, right? Or maybe it's November, but I know the AI one gets applied in November in 30 days, right? Yeah, I, th I think tools are November 16th and tools are, I guess it was yesterday. So um, woe to anyone who was violating the 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 law um, as soon as it came out because they couldn't have insist instantaneously um, sort of uh, diagnosed and processed exactly what the hell was, was going on in all of this. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I bet, I bet equipment sales into China still continue to be quite strong because the restrictions don't really restrict most equipment sales, right? They only restrict some. Um, and then there will be some ways to try and route stuff around and all this, right? I think I think there will be, still have to be more more uh, rounds or an acceptance that Texas Instruments is going to lose a ton of business because they're going to be dumped. And uh, analog devices loses a ton of business because they're being dumped on. And, and Wolf Speed is going to lose a ton of business because they're being dumped on, right? And, and you already see the starts of this with uh, you know, with NXP and NST Micro already is already starting to happen. But yeah, I, I expect there's going to have to be some, some, you know, either restrictions or it's just, hey, like they're, they're subsidizing fabs and they're dumping across the world. Any more closing thoughts? John, enigmatic right. John. Do you want, I want to hear John's voice. That's what I want to hear. Wow. You guys did, um, I, I well, kind of interested to see the presence of atomic layer deposition um if only because i feel like that has probably has a much bigger role to play in leading edge um semiconductor down the line so i thought that was kind of an interesting kind of forethought anyways you mentioned a little bit a lot about deposition i feel like it's good that they're kind of at least keeping an eye on the deposition stuff i think it'll be fun in a few weeks to go through the new ones and you know come up with some hypotheses on exactly why um uh the sort of 11 or i guess it was like a dozen or so um kind of new things ended up getting um restricted and maybe we can sort Jordan. of like back out a theory of the case do you guys think you'll see you, you said NVIDIA the word and fun like and, and i'm H. i'm not sure if the word fun applies <laughs> But Dylan, if you don't think it's fun, then um, uh, you know it's all for loss, man. You're 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 our last hope here. Do you all guys right. think you'll see an Nvidia H900 or kind of like a another? They're gonna try again to try and make like an even dumb watered down chip for China. I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's gonna be a pretty pathetic chip, but like, sure, if China will buy it, right? It's like made with like the. And N11 node or something. Yeah, it's like the cheapest. Made node. with love. It's made with, yeah, it's the cheapest chip ever made because it's like a, it's a, a 14 nanometer chip or something. Fully depreciated is no, you know, it's just like it does its job, but it scales out infinitely. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Or maybe they sell with off the off the rack Ethernet ports or something. And it's like, it's up to you guys to figure out how to make these Ethernet ports faster. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like made out of the fab of TSMC Fab Two, and they're still they're still carting it around in a in like a metal in a metal cart. Yeah, the final the final testing thing is they get each each chip has a kiss of love. That's how they. That's the <laughs> final. We could have saved this whole conversation if the government only had called Dylan on a, like in October fifth and just be like, "Hey, Dylan, what do you think of this?" And just let him let him cook. 
Call Dylan and Doug. Just say, let them cook. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear the lobbyists, the lobbyists got there, right? Especially for the American semi-cap guys. The lobbyists, for sure. Like, and this happens. Oh, so... Yeah, NVIDIA, NVIDIA clearly has no lobbying power, but but the semi-cap companies got so, lobbying so, power. So to be clear, this happens every single time, right? They make new export, because they've done export restrictions under China on, like, before this, like, six times or something like that, right? Uh, export restriction, um, the stocks freak out. Uh, then, like, you know, six months later, like, ah, actually, I think we can get around this. It's going to be a $100 million hit to this quarter, but next quarter, we're good. And each quarter, this happens because part of this, I think, is because um, no one in Washington has any idea what's going on. It is quite literally our jobs to know what's going on. And sometimes it's hard for me to know what's going on. Um, it's a very complicated process with thousands of steps that where you need intense, ridiculous knowledge about physics to really be able to play at the table. And that is just just to, like, you know, to understand the whole process. So it does make sense that versus NVIDIA, it's one big freaking, you know, like one big whale you can chase. Versus like having to go all the little steps along the way to make the regulation. It makes a lot of sense that they'll lean heavily on industry. But it's pretty clear that industry, when they get leaned on, uh, tends to find ways to make loopholes. So that's that's kind of, you know, the same as the same as it ever was in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that's why the sort of like litho throat to choke seems to be um, the really promising one, because it's more straightforward and um you know potentially has some has some real impact and if it turns out that you know duv like you know advanced duv is no longer going to be a thing that you can bring into china um that could be a real potential um game changer for the future of um smic as long as you also pair that with um some more aggressive servicing um, restrictions on the machines that are already in the country which are currently being used to um, uh, um you know to make seven and who knows? In six months, maybe five nanometer stuff. And if ASML wasn't complaining about losing DUV revenue, why don't they just improve their UV stuff and actually make it usable, more usable, and get in shipped high in A? Just a thought. <laughs> why? Okay, but but then I uh, capitalism must ask you. Yeah, simple. Just just figure out the magic technology. So why? Just figure it make out. it better, why, boys. Why make new thing if you can sell old thing for more? <laughs> Think about that. That's a business to, That's a business plan for you. What if you do what you're already doing, but for more money? Boom. Yeah. God. This guy doesn't even brilliant. have an MBA. Look at him. This look is... at him cook over there. God damn. That's that's the that's the that's a CFA training for you right there. Um. That that's all for me, folks. Uh, thank you, thank you, folks, for joining the uh, China Talk podcast. You know, with my my lovely guest Jordan Schneider. Yeah, man, the, the, the China Talk transistor radio crossovers. We're gonna. Uh, I think we we gotta get some special music commission. This this deserves its own uh, its own like uh, its own theme song. All right, get out. Welcome. Here. Thanks for listening to CTR. We'll okay. we'll see you guys next. CTR. Couple of kids in a Chevrolet Catch a little air when we cross the tracks Sipping on something from a paper stack You hang your shirt on that maple lamp Slipping through the moon to the river bend Wasn't very long, I was jumping in Jumping in I guess I'm still doing now What I was doing then Chasing you
White moon when G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the eve so I could get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked a left on 21 and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers put some gas, so I said, I'm stuck. These girls peeping me, I'm gonna glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking Warren 12. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up and they all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for pound. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head. I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. 16 in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dogg is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they dropping and yelling. It's a tad bit late. Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate. You always used to talk about L.A. I heard you got as far as Santa Fe. The way you know I tried to track you down. I only got as far as guitar town. Singing about a girl I used to know. Used to know. Used to know. Haven't given up, I'm just on your radio Chasing you like a shot of whiskey 